everybody, and welcome to a hopeful Wild Ride with Steve-O. We've got the legend Gary V, who was born in one of the poorest places in the world, immigrated to America, and made himself a humongous success from nothing. And the hope that he shares with us in his advice for people to go from having nothing to having a lot is really inspiring, man. Plus, he's just a lot of fun. A humble guy, a good guy, maybe actually the best guy. And that's just a great time that we had with him. So everybody, get ready to be inspired. Get ready to have hope. Get ready for Gary V. Let's get into it. People of the universe, I bring to you Gary V. <laughs> What's up, universe? Yeah, dude. I decided to go woke. Are you woke? <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not even, but, uh, but ladies and gentlemen, it occurred to me, you know, leave some people out. And while I don't want to be woke, I do want to include absolutely everybody. I love that. So, so that's why you're doubling down on universe. Yeah. 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 Everybody in the universe. Yeah. yeah sure. All shapes and sizes. So, yeah, all you little pussies, like, uh, oh, Steve-O's woke. Like, suck a fart out of my butthole and <laughs> chill out. Like, uh, we're, we're light, we're easy, we're having a good time. Right. And this is Gary V. Good to meet you. Pleasure, brother. Real pleasure yeah. to meet you. Honestly, Likewise. you're a real legend. Thank you for having me. You guys are about the same age. Yeah, yeah how old are you? I'm 49. Yeah, I just turned 48. 48. And you, 46? Jesus Christ. <laughs> 40. 40, sorry. It's a lot of gray. It's you look gray. phenomenal. <laughs> if I, now, that I've done, now that you react that way and I'm looking closer to skin, I might have went 38, but if the, if the gray was black, you're 38. <laughs> no, dude, that's I, it. That, that's, right? uh, yeah, I know, I'm gray as shit. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's just harder to hear that. I, I, I met up with Simon Eddie at the at the wedding, and uh, he's like, are you 50 now? I'm like, I'm fucking 50 now? <laughs> you know it is, it's, just, it's normal human behavior. The gray over-indexes it, and, but the cool part is you're fully in control. Like you're You mean I have my hair? Well, yes, well, which is yeah. amazing. I think what he's saying is you're in control. It's not too late to, to lose some move, weight, to move your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not too late to put down the pasta. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I bet you equally you get good compliments on the silver fox thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you're just what I'm if saying it's is the choice of going bald or gray. I'd rather go gray. A thousand percent for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. The question is, do you want to color it green? No. Black. No. And then you're. Fucking I enjoy good. it. I enjoy I going gray. Silver Thank Fox. You. But you're going to get some 44s instead of 38s. For sure. Sometimes which even is a honest, 50. Yeah, sometimes whoever that, which is crazy because the face is too babied. But that's nothing. 44 and 38, same shit. Yeah, I'm at the age where like uh, people are starting to like misguess my age. And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's happening. I'm getting older. Well, the worst part was when you, you know, we're all going through this. You're still a youngster. Like that flip where like, you know, like I. Me and a lot of my friends were baby faced, so when we were at 26, you'd go to Vegas and you'd get card and you'd be like, yeah, you still got For it. Sure. All of a sudden you're like 34 and you're like, you 40? And you're like, whoa, what just happened? Why did I just age 20 years in a seven year window? Yeah. Age is undefeated, fellas. That's correct, man. Yeah. And, and I, I could stand to uh, put down some food and, and move my body around a little bit too. I'm oh, I got it. <laughs> I think at 40, it, it, it becomes more of a health issue than like a vanity issue. Yeah, because I was, you're, you know, I was, I was at Dr. Drew's house today. How'd that and go? I, I, I love Dr. Drew, and I think it, we, we should get him back on, but but that's uh, another conversation for, for another me. time. And uh, with, with Gary V, not, not um, 
candidly, yes, Gary, yes, you're 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 so uh, specialized yes. in in uh, business, being an entrepreneur, financial success, and and we've always enjoyed speaking with our guests about like what what their various revenue streams you know like I'd love to hear a guest's top three revenue streams without being invasive about, yeah, about numbers yeah but uh I'd but rather, you want I, me to answer it or I, I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, you never asked. so i think i think i operate and invest and so what i mean by that is i actively am always running a company from you know, from my childhood, from being 22 to 34, I did that for my dad's liquor store. Those were not super successful financial years because I was building the company for him and we were an immigrant family and you don't get paid a lot, but it was epic and one of my great accomplishments. So when I say I operate and I invest, right now I'm the CEO of a company called VaynerX. VaynerMedia is the big company in that. Oh, I love this. Yeah, a modern day communications company. So basically, Mad Men 2023, my company does the marketing for companies like Pepsi and Chase and all these Mm. fanatics and all these big brands and we do different shit. Some people we do all the social media content. Some people we do the Super Bowl commercial. We killed Mr. Peanut. Oh wow. We were the agency Mm. that worked on planters when we killed Mr. Peanut during the Super Bowl. It's an ad agency but it's 2024 version. Almost every client we work with were like, do you understand how important it is to do social media right? You know, that yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, look, this is actually very meta. Liquid Death yeah. started by Mike. The job he had while he was building Liquid Death was at VaynerMedia in LA. Wow. Sent me an email. like, I'm ready to do my own thing. Do you want to invest? I'm like, yeah, I wanted to support him. He's a good dude. I was like, here's a couple bucks. I'm going to make a fucking fortune on it because he's a beast and he built Liquid Death. He, Mike Cesario, That's is right. a yeah. very, very impressive guy. The CEO Best dude. of Liquid Death. That's right. And literally the job, the second before he was the CEO of Liquid Death, he was a creative director at VaynerMedia LA. No kidding. Yeah. He is well, absolutely a creative well, director. Well, have you heard of Hot Sauce for Your Butthole? Do you want this to explode and you want me to yeah. help you yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, no bullshit. Honestly, no bullshit. Yeah. It would be great enjoyment, whether right after this podcast, if we got a couple of minutes, or let's get on Zoom. The joy I would have to tell you to do six or seven different things to quadruple the fuck out of this business yeah. would be a great pleasure of mine. Well, we, we <laughs> you don't have to that. say that twice. Yeah. yeah, happy to do it. Well, so, there you go. Anyway, uh, okay, I, I, so, I don't want to be so, long-winded. So. I'm always driving something, VaynerMedia. The other thing I do is VFriends, which is like my Pokemon meets... Uh, Marvel meets Sesame Street, an intellectual property, NFTs, trading cards, apparel, um, coming out with the animation. Uh, here you can see it. So VFriends is really exciting for me. You guys are quite creative, so you can imagine how exciting this is for me. Like literally as a baseball card, collectible comic book kid, I mm-hmm. can't believe I actually have, like I can go on eBay right now and go to completed, actually you guys are doing this here. If you go on eBay and go to completed items, like. It's crazy to me if you type in V Friends. Now, here. I saw you make a Go post ahead. about your V Friends, and you said that you were going to make it as big as Pokemon. That's right. And that might, let me, let me clear, like, and even sometimes I need to do a better job. Clearly. For sure. For the next 50 years, I'd like to make it as, yep, keep scrolling. You're good. Whoever this is, beast, there it is. Completed and sold. Hit them both. There you go. <laughs> Look, this is fun. Like, I just got to say, as someone who like has been on eBay since 1998 and just loves garage selling and finding shit and buying shit and mm-hmm. pop culture's why I fuck with you heavy. Yeah. Like, like, 
looking at this like blows my, f- I fucking drew these things three years ago and now it's like a full-pledged real thing. Okay, we're looking at trading cards yep. at the moment. Trading yep. cards that sold on eBay. <clears throat> yes. Um, and, which is distinctly different from NFTs. You know what's funny? I I think wildly not different. But okay. I get where you're going. I understand. I'm, uh, okay. Fungible and non-fungible. Very smart. Well, NFT is strictly digital, correct? Correct. Yeah, okay. I, I uh, was telling my dad. Yes. The, the, like my philosophy or my understanding of NFTs that it's like here like it, anybody that wants to bring it up on the internet yes. technically can have it but the person who uh, who buys the NFT owns actually it. owns it that's right I said dad this is like uh, tell, telling a woman you know yeah like any woman in the world can have my wiener but <laughs> no, this is right. But, 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 but my wiener's actually yeah. yours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, that makes that, so much more sense that to was, me. That was how you got your dad to understand that. Yeah, well, yeah, just like that's, that, that's what my, my way of saying it. Anybody can have it, but like one person's supposed to like have ownership of it. It yeah. just sounds like it, it's just it's absurd. It so you view if you're in a relationship, that person owns your penis. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. but even though, right. even though the rest of the world has access to it. I mean, that, it would be wrong <laughs> if they, they asked nicely. <laughs> yeah. Buy you a couple that, drinks. That that would be wrong. So yeah. anyway, um, these are the two companies I run. I also do, you know. So let's talk about it. Every year is different because I do a lot of investing. So obviously, one day Liquid Death will sell to Pepsi or Coke. Yeah. And I'll get a check for that investment. Yeah. How and soon do you think that's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> no, are you an investor? Yeah. Nice. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sure. At this point, anybody with, you know, between that and Prime Energy Drink, there's some big beverages running around there that are independent that I'm sure the Cokes and the Pepsis and the biggest companies are looking at. And I think next two, three years, you'll see more and more M&A activity. But the place I make my most dollars is being the CEO of VaynerMedia. It's a 2,000 person, $300 million plus business. Mm-hmm. I'm the founder, operator. So that's that world. That's in VaynerX. Um, this year, I mean, speaking's big for me, Steve-O. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty substantial person public speaker and like my fee is pretty bananas and it, when I, I we're getting close enough to the end of the year that may be the second biggest place wow. of my revenue you know why that doesn't surprise me because Gary V believes in himself and he bets on himself and if you're inclined to bet on anything then let me tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook the official betting partner of the UFC because they are so excited about this weekend's UFC 296 it is the most incredible card ever I don't know how they're going to beat this for UFC 300 but let me tell you DraftKings Sportsbook is going to give you $150 in bonus bets Instantly, if you bet so much as five bucks on this unbelievable card, it's Colby Covington versus Leon Edwards. I mean, from top to bottom, the card is so unbelievably stacked, like ridiculous. Ian Gary, I mean, dude, Patty Pimblett, Tony Ferguson, to Wonderboy Thompson, Shafkat Romanov, dude. It's like, I can't even stand it. It's going to be so awesome. And if you're going to bet on the fights, then do it with DraftKings Sportsbook. One more time, download the app, DraftKings Sportsbook app, and use the promo code STEVO to enjoy $150 in bonus bets 
immediately as soon as you bet so much as five bucks on UFC 296. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MMA terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Unbelievable. Now, let's get back to it. So you book your, uh, your speaking engagements, which would be considered a personal appearance. That's right. Uh, through an agent? So I was with CA for a long time, and then five years ago I started my own speaking bureau, Vayner Speakers. Oh, wow. So if you're looking to make, you know, I can make you some money on the sauce, I can make you some money on the speaking. There you go. Yeah, All you right. have a story this to tell. This is turning out to be a really good... You no, know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated with your... You said you have a very big speaking fee. Yes. But that wasn't always the case. No. Does that come with a self-worth thing? Or like... No, supply and demand of... of, of it's a great question. Do I think people whether they're doing stand-up comedy, whether they're doing anything, you know, cutting hair. You can cut it for 12 bucks, you can cut it for 50. Like, sure, there's that game of, do you know what you're asking for? But the market is the market. Like, mm-hmm. when I first started 34 years old, really speaking, well, I had pretty good confidence. I'm like, I really think I'm good. But the market hadn't said that I was worth what I'm worth now. Okay. So I think it's just supply and demand. Un, uh, you know, speaking's funny and personal appearance is funny. For the human, and you've been through this, and for people who go through it or think about it, it seems crazy that you could be compensated so well for a short period of time. But in reality, there's something happening on the back end. So I could be like, oh my God, I'm getting fucking flown to Madrid and I'm gonna speak for an hour and it's, uh, I can't believe the economics I'm making. It's not like the world is puffy, ideological, yay, yay. The organizers of that event in Spain are making money on the fact that I'm there. Sure. You know, and right. so it's, it's very much supply and demand. Self-worth's a good question. Do I believe a lot of people listening right now, mowing lawns, cutting hair, public speaking, super famous, not known at all, doing a service business, do I think most people don't know how to ask for a little more money the next time to keep upping their fee? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Yeah. And I'm glad you asked that question. Um, when I go do a podcast like this, I'm like, okay, this is fucking an epic show with icons. I'm gonna come on, we're gonna talk about our subject matter, but like, if I can leave and like three to seven people hear one little tidbit and all whatever the fuck we chop up at mm-hmm. and it becomes a good thing for them, like the thought that somebody right now actually that does something is like, yeah, fuck. And like they charge a hundred bucks for whatever the fuck we're talking about, right? Babysitting, 12 bucks an hour. Yeah. And tomorrow the neighbor goes, how much are you? And you're like $15 an hour because you listen to this and they say yes, then we had a good fucking podcast. That's great. People yeah. will say like yes. You know, I know. And by the way, people say no, and don't change your price back to $12 an hour. Get 10 no's, and then you're like, okay, I'm delusional. Yeah. My big thing is get 10 no's before you go back down. Too many people like are scared to go up, try one time, someone says no, and they're like, see, fucking Gary, I was always 12. Yeah. You get what right. you pay for. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that too, because when I initially was saying, uh, you know, what I started to say, I was uh, going to express a sensitivity that... Uh, speaking to my audience, you know, about like, like I, I wanted to make it relatable to people and you just did that for me. Well, and, and I see, honestly, that. no bullshit. Like, I've got lots of passions but and I lots of things I want to talk about. But, you know, I'm very selective of what I do and when I do it, I always think it's only about them. Like, I don't need people skipping this podcast for you. I don't want to fuck you up. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want people to be like, that sucked, that's not for me. <clears throat> if you can't make it contextual and relatable to who's actually gonna listen, then what the fuck are we doing here? Right. Like I'm more yeah. than capable of trying to build my own audience on my channels. I think when you go into someone's home, you take off the shoes. You know what I mean? Like to me, the only thing I'm thinking about right now is how to respect y'all and more importantly, even more than you, is your audience. Yeah. And so yeah. like, look, take me wherever you think I can bring value. But the good news is, like, I'm aware of y'all and I'm a fan and like mm-hmm. I, I like and more importantly, like, cool, I'm a businessman, but like like I'm also a human being. Like, what do you think me and my buddies did in Jersey <clears throat> in the eighties and nineties? Dumb shit. And like you guys are <laughs> legends to us. They're like, oh fuck, all the dumb shit we were doing is like real like that? So like this is fun to be with you. Cool. I love it. Yeah, th- thank you for that. Um what's the probably very blurry line, like uh what Vayner Media. Yes. Um, an ad agency and a production company. Yes. Like a- so we have a production company. You can pull this one up. Eva Nosadam. Eva Nosadam. How do you even remember all these names? What it's like two separate words. <laughs> They'll probably it's Eva Space and Nosadam. Nosadam. Eva Space. Here we go. There we go. It's there. Um, so this is Madison Ave spelt backwards. Oh. Um, this is our production company for our commercials. In New York? In New York and LA. And I own this as well. This is part of Vayner X. Vayner Media is the agency. Even No Saddam's the production company. Now, to your point, the world you grew up in, production was heavy, like big shit. It was yeah. real. Mm-hmm. And so our commercials, our Super Bowl, we do here. Our agency, as the creative department, they're also producing actual social media ads. So that's the twist that we did to the industry. Forever, 70 years, you had an ad agency that came up with the ideas, and then that's what you got paid for, and then there was a production company that would make this Merch Madness by Lil Baby B that we did for Fanatics. We still do that, as you can see here with Eva No Saddam and VaynerMedia, but inside of VaynerMedia, the ad firm, everybody in creative also makes social media creative, and that was the twist, and that's how we changed the industry. Is one of your uh, contemporaries or your rivals at um, VaynerMedia a company called Shareability. Are you familiar with them? Yes, I think that got brought up to me the other day. Um, um, maybe. Um, one thing I don't do, uh, it's either my strength or my weakness. I'm almost oblivious to competition. Good. Blue ocean strategy. Yeah, I've heard that as well. What is that? It's just like there's no competition. Yeah. There's no red in the water. Yeah, there's no blood listen, in the water. I, by the way, I love competition. Like if you guys were like, let's thumb wrestle, I'd get like super serious right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you have the mindset there's like enough for everybody and yeah, it's abundant. Like, and by the way, if somebody's like wins something, you're absolutely, I don't think that they took it out of me. I, by the way, that includes like we're in a pitch right now for, uh, we're not, but I'm gonna use it because I love them. If we're in a pitch for New Balance yeah. and we're against Droga 5 and Shareability and Wyden and Kennedy and we're, it's four of us and we lose, I'm aware that one of those three people won. Mm-hmm. But that's the micro. In the macro, I'm gonna get mine. For sure. We're good enough. And honestly, weirdly, I even like when other people, first of all, I kind of weirdly like losing. Like I'm like, you know, there's a level of like leaning into your own humility and like you should never always win and the merit and trying to figure out how to get better at it. Um, But yeah, Blue Ocean, for me, it's always abundance. For sure, it's like nobody's stopping me but myself. If I spend a minute trying to figure out what everybody else is doing, that's a minute I'm not figuring out the consumer. (laughs) And I don't have time for that nonsense. Um, Okay, so... Let's uh, take some. That being said, in your world, Vayner Watt, Vayner, V-A-Y-N-E-R-W-A-T-T.com. This one I'm excited about. This is a new company for me, about a year old now. 
and this is maybe some way we jam together in the future. So we started a production company. Good. And so. This is a production company, not for television. commercials. That's right. for... Scripted, non-scripted. The guy that left there, Eric Wattenberg, it was at CA for 20 years, then he did Wheelhouse for the last five or six years, and we've teamed up, and we're just now pitching our shows. That's pretty fun. I like it. Um, for, for somebody who uh, doesn't know what they want to do, who isn't even necessarily employed, yes, you know, ha- having financial difficulty, yes. like what is your... Take on that? Well, what is your advice for like absolutely zero to roof over your head? It's the reason I started making garage sale videos. So you can pull up Trash Talk, Gary Vee. I'm just, I think you can see I'm getting addicted with this. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty fucking awesome. I might need to eye. live like this. So um, this, this lady was amazing. Anyway, I, this is my advice. So I started getting those emails and I was like, you know what? So I, for the people listening, I, I have a good, back to a different audience across the room. I know a good amount, may not know who I am. I grew up, I was born in the Soviet Union. I was born Belarus. in the USSR. Belarus, thank you, my man. So I came here when I was three. We lived in a studio apartment <coughs> the size of this fucking van with like five, six family members, like real humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I didn't grow up with much. And, you know, in my teenage years, I, I started going to garage sales and then going to the flea market and flipping shit. I was always into like collectibles. That's why the V-Friends thing is fun and all that. And then when my brother's 11 years younger than me, when my brother was like 13, I could tell my mom was trying to make him a lawyer. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, AJ, come with me. We're gonna go garage sailing, and now this new thing, eBay, I'm gonna sh- we're gonna sell it on this thing. Mm-hmm. And so... My, How old were you? I was 22 at that time, or th- 23 at that time, when I was teaching my brother. That's when eBay had just come out a l- few years earlier. And I watched my brother go from zero to like $10,000 in cash in, in a summer, because we would buy video games for 50 cents and sell them for 20 bucks on eBay, or a shirt, or anything nostalgic, pop culture, things like that. So my advice is, first of all, I'm gonna go macro and micro. In the micro, right now in America, and obviously it's in some other parts of the world, but garage selling is bigger here. In America, the quickest way to go from $20 to your name to 10,000, which creates some sort of breathing room of some sorts, I genuinely believe is thrift stores and garage sales, genuinely. Mm-hmm. Because because it's a place where you can buy things for a quarter, fifty cents, and a dollar, and get twenty. You can't do that in many other places. Yeah, but I feel like the, like the it, for sure you're okay. right. Okay. But if you're starting out at a thrift store on Melrose, no, that's no different. fucking way. That's that's bougie thrift store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking Goodwill. Like you can go to the Goodwill. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. All over the country. Yeah, I bought some cool Stetson shit in Oklahoma at the right. thrift store, like. And th- these are like brick and mortar places where you can go and purchase something for like 50 cents, a dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you take it online and you've, you've got such an infinitely larger yeah. audience. Yeah, and, and, and it's not even your audience. For everyone listening, say, fuck, I don't have an audience. No, no, no. You just list it on eBay. You just list it on Post- Poshmark. You yeah. just list it on these places, Macari. There's all these places now. So A, zero, zero, the most logical place I see is garage sales. Um, so, so it's the tale as old as time is like, get a product and sell it. 
that's the one, like, I think about this a lot because somewhere along the line, I kept telling the stories about like, early in my career after, which was 10, 15 years into my career, after I saved some money, I made these good investments in 2006. They were called Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. And of course it changed my life. And I would talk a lot about it, talking, but then I just started getting enough emails saying like, yo bro, I fuck with you Gary, I love you, but like, I don't have $25,000 to put in some sort of startup, so what do I do? And finally after, because I read all my DMs and emails, especially back in those seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, I was really doing it because I could manage it. I was like, fuck, they're right. I got to talk about some other shit. Yeah. And that's how I got to this. And so to answer the question in the micro, I believe the answer genuinely is garage sale flipping. Are you still doing garage sailing to this day? Yeah, that's me like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> now, at this point, I'm donating what I buy and what I sell for, sure. for to charity because I'm in this place in my life. But no bullshit, bro. Like, honestly, I like doing that shit more than almost anything I do in life. Let me tell you something straight up. As excited as Gary Vee gets about garage sales, I think my lady Lux gets a lot more excited when she finds out I've taken a blue chew tablet because that means her and I are about to have a good old time. Why? Because blue chew tablets have the same active ingredient as both Viagra and Cialis, except they're delicious chewable and they only cost a fraction of the price and if you think that taking a blue chew tablet might be a lot of fun then you're on to something because i have a whole lot of fun when i do it and get this for the listeners of the wild ride podcast you can get an entire month's supply of blue chew tablets absolutely for free all you pay is five bucks for shipping I mean, come on. You go on bluechew.com and consult with the medical provider on their website. It's very easy, it's very quick, and that takes care of your prescription. And once you've done that, boom, you plug in the promo code Stevo, and that unlocks an entire month's supply of Bluetooth tablets. All you pay is five bucks for shipping. You can't beat it. And I recommend trying it. So. Jump on that deal at bluechew.com with the promo code Stevo, and let's get back to it. Here, okay, so so this is great, and and the problem with most people is they're not motivated. Yeah, that's right. And and like I I I had a, a product in 2006 that I was selling in retail. I invented this thing and I sold it. And uh, and, Go ahead, and man, don't do that. Tell them what it is. So I, I invented a workout towel, <laughs> a workout towel, the Velcro pocket, so you can keep all your shit in there while you go to the gym. Towel safe. Towel safe. I like so that. I, so I don't. I, I, it's not even around anymore. But uh, people, I mean, it's 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 a I mean, standard. I totally understand. That was the soup. That, by the way, that was the easiest thing to understand of all time. That was smart. Yeah. You yeah. fixed. You fixed the micro you pain found point. Found a problem. Yeah, I would. Oh, like that's smart. But my my theory was yeah. people were like, "How did you do it?" It's like <laughs> I think any product is a good product. It just depends on how passionate that person is yeah, because or, and how you execute and how yeah of course that but and how much drugs you're doing and how much drugs you're doing at the time <laughs> always a correlation but 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 the hardest part for me is like so back in 2006 i stopped listening to music when i was driving i listened to motivational books to keep myself that hungry well, now, now and happy you, now now the, you're now you're talking about why gary v exists right like so i was going to answer it in the macro and i love you for going to where I, this is all about people being comfortable in their own skin. Not everybody to your point. Let me tell you something about me. I'm motivated when we're talking about business. I'm motivated when we're talking about kindness or like people skills. 
I'm not motivated when you're talking about filling out a form. Mm, for oh, sure. Wow. Like, I'm incapable. I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I'm, no, no, I'm going to say this nice and slow. I am borderline incapable. Of administrative duties? Of administrative duties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm so, with you. So, yeah. <laughs> for like, sure. Because we're creative. Yeah. Look, for everybody who's listening, if you do not understand yourself and you're listening to fuckers like me or your mom or your dad or your buddy and they're like, just, you can't do that. That's like telling me, like, just shut the fuck up. I can't. I need to talk. Like, we have to reverse engineer truth. Mm-hmm. So to your point, when I put out all these videos, the comments are like, yeah, but the gas costs 20 bucks. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, but I made $800. They're like, yeah, but the eBay fees. I'm like, yeah, but I made $800. But those are just the, the weakest people that well, aren't your, survival of the fittest. Like, it's not, you don't have that drive to do that then. What's interesting about that, and I see where you're going, is I'm fascinated by what the internet does to change the variable of how many don't have to be the weakest. The option, I'll give you a good example of this in culture right now. Everyone wants a shit on Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Entitled, lazy, this, that. And like, there's plenty of that. Like, look, when the government prints unlimited amounts of money during COVID and gives it to people for staying home, it fucks up people. Yeah. Like, it confuses people about merit. That being said, when I hear like some entrepreneurs tell me, like, Gary, this fucking Gen Z, I'm like, bro, you're asking them to work for $13 an hour for 10 hours a day in your sh- fucking store. I got news for you. A lot of these kids know how to make $230 a day in TikTok ads. Like, they could sell some tea. Like, yeah. there's, these kids have options. Mm-hmm. Like, like, sorry, they don't want to work at Kmart for eight bucks an hour for 53 hours a week. Like, I don't blame them. If they know how to make it a different way, they're going to. Yeah. And so what, what, is that, what was all that about? That was about, there's a lot of options and I think there's a lot of people right now who are listening to us with a blunted hand and chilling and saying like, yeah, I'm just not, mo- I'm just chill. I'm just chill. My argument is, yeah, but there's some shit you give a fuck about. Something, music, yeah. something. Yeah. And by the way, this is so fucking meta. You and your crew, that wasn't monetizable 20 years earlier. It's true. It's very true. You guys became famous and rich doing shit that you couldn't become famous and rich for 20 years earlier than when you did it. Mm -hmm. And they had to get somebody to say yes. The internet is like, yo, I'm here. I'm open for business. What do you want? Now, the problem is the internet is also fair. Meaning when people are like, Gary, I'm fucking shadow banned on social media. I'm not doing well. I'm like, bro, you're not shadow banned. You just suck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's always got an excuse like yo yeah. fucking Instagram yeah but do you doesn't... think shadow ban's a real thing no though? so you th- no. you think shadow ban doesn't it's not real exist. for 1% of 1% it's not real for the guy who's been posting the same shit for 20 weeks and nobody gives a fuck and he's like I'm shadow banned I'm like you're not shadow banned nobody thinks you're funny yeah and so the... <laughs> and bro on some real shit I love when my content doesn't do well when I post something and it underperforms literally I'm like yep Fuck you, Gary. You thought it was good. They didn't. Learn. Next. Hmm. Yeah. So the internet isn't necessarily fair. It's just highly democratic. Yes. And the blockchain's (laughs) even more... You know, the internet's got its variables. Things work differently. But here's the punchline. Most things are more fair than people want to think. People want to blame a president. People want to blame their parents. People want to to blame, blame, blame. We've gotten remarkable at pointing fingers. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to do this shit. For sure. People have like almost cut their fucking thumbs off. Like people yeah. don't want to do this yeah. shit, Steve. Yeah. Like guys, like and to me, I'm not trying to be like motivational or rough. It's just very, very obvious to me. There's a direct correlation of happiness and accountability. 
I love that. Yeah. I, that's that. I love that. I've lo- I've loved a lot of things that you said. That's my favorite thing. So thank far. you, my man. Well, that's it's what changed real. my life. Was when I went through the step work, and you're like, yeah. "What's my part in it?" Yeah. Right. And then you start there getting you into the habit of like mm-hmm. looking at every problem in your life and Did, being like, "Oh, I fucking." Let, let, let me be vulnerable here a little bit. I've done well, but like, you know, at five six years ago, I was like, "Hey, this is me talking to myself." Hey, if you're such a nice dude. And like you don't care about the money and you really give a fuck about your employees. Hey dude, why then are there people that used to work for you that don't like you? You see that little Facebook group where they shit on you former employees? You've seen some of these things that they said. You've gotten emails from people that had the courage to tell you to your face. Mm-hmm. Why? So I did the work, you know, I kept because it bothered me. I'm like, man, I really want to be nice. I really think I'm nice. Like, what am I doing wrong? And finally enough things happened both personally and professionally where I'm like, oh. Gary V in a podcast with y'all, he's candorous because he's not actually talking to anyone. He's talking to everyone. Okay. But if I cared about you, I struggled to deliver candor, believe it or not. Gary Vaynerchuk, the businessman, my whole life, I would have very sloppy firings because I couldn't tell, because I'd become friends with my employees. Right. And then when you had to get, like if something wasn't working for a long time, it would be like all fucked up and I didn't, tell them along the way. Like maybe occasionally I'd say something, but now the last five, six years, there's like a real process to how I do it. Like if six months in, it's not working. I, I have the strength now to sit down in front of somebody I like and say, hey Johnny, hey Susan, like this is not working. Let me tell you what you're doing wrong. Cause there was still time to fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't over the bubble of resentment. But you know, and so like I get like being accountable. I sit here and out loud say to all the people that have ever worked for me or interacted with me where I had to fire them, where they're like, what the fuck, dude? Last week you were saying everything was great. And today, I'm like, you're right. Like I wasn't strong enough yet, one-on-one, to be able to talk about it because mm-hmm. I thought I was scaring you. If I, I thought I, I hate fear. Are you a people pleaser? Yes, but not that bad. It's more that I hate fear. And I thought if I sat someone down, and said, hey, shit's not going well, that they'd be scared. They'd go home that night and drink and cry and yeah. go on LinkedIn and try to find a new job. And it wasn't about that yet. I was trying to find different ways to help them. But the lack of candor created a vulnerability. And then ultimately, especially if I had to let them go, and I wasn't able to figure out a different way without ever telling them, which I did a lot, but a lot I didn't, it became sloppy and I regret it and I, and I own it and it sucks, but I try to be better now. How many people do you think you fired? Thousands, I mean, I've employed you know, lots and lots of people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, probably 10,000 people have been employed at Boehner through the years. The wine store probably had hundreds and hundreds of, it's definitely thousands. You know, and, and I directly had to do hundreds, not thousands, but but, yeah. but at the end of the day, I always say to my people, and this is just true, everything at VaynerMedia, or my companies is my fault. And by the way, at VaynerMedia, everybody who gets fired, I have to sign off on. Just yeah. to make sure my managers are not fucking shit up. So at the end of the day, it's still my decision. The, the, I heard a guy say that like he was a CEO that fired a lot of people and he said, you know, the one pattern that I found out uh, that was consistent was as soon as you get that thought of like, oh, this person's got to go. He's like, they're he's like, and you, you won't fire them because you feel bad or whatever. You give them a chance. He's like, within three months, they should. He's like, that's the point where they should have been gone already. Yeah, that, there's a lot of truth to that. I think what we've gotten better at in our company, I've been surprised how many people have been refurbished we call it kind candor. If you're able to, with compassion, t- tell, not, hey Johnny, you suck, you better get your act together. We'll, you better get your shit together. Mm-hmm. See you next week. You know, like, no, no, if you're like, hey, 
Style, uh, there's a great boxing term, styles make fights. Yep. What it really means for everybody who's listening is you could have the two best boxers in the world fight each other, but because stylistically, the way they were, all of us as fans could be bored for 12 rounds. Mm -hmm. You see in UFC as well. Styles, mm -hmm. styles make fights. I use that a lot with people. I'm like, hey, styles make fights. Just because it's not working from the subjective opinion of me and four or five of your bosses, it doesn't mean we're right. Doesn't mean we're wrong. It's six people that think you're fucking up. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you suck. Like, it just means maybe you're not doing the right thing here. Yeah. Now, what I've been surprised about is some people are like, whoa, I might get fired. Like, actually, it changes them. It changes them. But other people, we've changed, we've changed positions within the company. Other people are like, you know what? I, it's actually beautiful when you can do kind candor. Had a dude recently say, you know what, Gary? I've been wanting to write. Like, I need to write. I need to write. And like this, you know, obviously I pay my bills with all this, but like this is the sign I needed. Like I know I'm not showing up proper this year because I've been distracted because I'm writing because it's work from home and I'm probably not working most of the time. Right. And he was just honest about it. I was like, cool, bro. Like love. Like it's not so back to blue ocean. I don't view my employees as my property, as my competitors, like it's bad. I view them as family. And sometimes you have fucking shit that's not working out and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about hiring family members? I believe in it. You believe you ever had a fire family member? Um, not really, but I've had to have like conversation. Like to me, the reason I like hiring family members is, first of all, my dad has fired both me and my sister. So big shout out to <laughs> Sasha Vaynerchuk who has no problem firing family members. Um, <laughs> uh, I got fired for one day. My sister permanently. Sorry, Liz. Um, I think that uh, to me, I like. I think people tell you know that old saying, right? Don't hire family or friends. Yeah. I think it's a mistake. I think it works a lot. I think if now I would say 48-year-old Gary is far more should hire family and friends now than 25-year-old Gary because the lack of candor led to resentment and awkwardness. Yeah. So I think it comes down to do you believe you and the person you're hiring has a communication structure? And what I've always done with family is I'm like, listen to me. I am running this business for everyone and I can't create nepotism and I can't fuck it up, and there may be a dark horse chance where this doesn't work out. And you just over-communicate that stuff. The thing with family is, as you can imagine, you're gonna put an extra effort into finding a spot for them. I do that for anyone. You came in as an account manager, maybe you should be a creative. You came in as a creative, maybe you should be a back office. Per like, I think companies give up on people too fast. Um, Would you be a 50-50 partner with a family member? I have been. And it, did it work out? It worked out because me and my brother are pretty remarkable at this and I'm gonna tell this story because I hope this helps someone. You ready for some good news? Well, whether Gary's little story helps anybody or not, the sponsor of today's episode is definitely helping people because it's betterhelp.com. BetterHelp is an online service which matches people with licensed professional therapists. They do it very well and they make getting into therapy convenient, easy, it just happens online. And I'll tell you, I believe in therapy a whole lot myself. I do it to protect my relationship with Lux because I subscribe to the philosophy it's better to fix the roof before it rains. How about that? And man, Therapy can just help you. It can help you set boundaries. It can help you with coping skills. It can help you in all kinds of ways. And this holiday season, how about giving yourself the gift of therapy? Now, if you go to betterhelp.com, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. 
com slash stevo you get 10 percent off your first month i mean you can't beat it plus you can switch therapists at any time at no cost and with the the simple questionnaire they're going to match you up with the perfect therapist for you so one more time for 10 percent off your first month go to betterhelp.com slash stevo and enjoy a healthier more comfortable you now let's get back to it my brother and I, my brother comes out of school, he's 22, I'm 33, we start this company, VaynerMedia. We start off 50-50. I had all the, credi- I had all the credibility in the market, I had the money, like I was the guy, mm-hmm. but I still went 50-50 because because I had just come out of forming, not resentment, but I just went through building a big company for my dad and owning nothing. Mm-hmm. So I was overly empathetic for my brother. Plus my brother I already knew was talented and I had no clue how it was gonna play out. But we did something smart, and I hope this helps someone. We said to ourselves, day one, we're gonna go 50-50, and we have no idea what's gonna happen. But whatever happens, we trust each other enough that we'll adjust in the future to try to make it as good as we can. As good as we can or as fair as we can? You know, I would use both of those words similar. To the best of our ability, loving each other and trying to communicate. I mean, because- Let me tell you what happened. Please, please. What you're saying, We'll start 50-50 and as we go, we'll adjust it to but, what, what's but you, appropriate. But you can't adjust it so easily because there's tax implications. There's a lot that comes along mm-hmm. with that. Right. It couldn't be like my dad, my, if, let's say I wasn't doing anything. Like, here you go, AJ, here's 30% of the company. He has to pay taxes on it. Like, it, it, be, it would become so challenging. So, yes, and you can do that, but for everyone listening, do your homework on how tax law works and all this. It's not so easy. Let me tell you how it played out. I thought because I was the older brother and I had other aspirations as well that I would work with him for a while and eventually he'd become the CEO and I'd go do the next thing and he would run it. My brother has Crohn's disease. At about 25, about three, 26, about three, four years in, maybe a little bit further, five, six, seven years in, he has a tough uh, spell and he has to take like, I think 12 inches out of his intestines. Mm-hmm. Has surgery. I come in and he's like, yo, like, he's in the hospital comes home, I could see he was shook. About a, I, I don't remember perfectly, but a couple months later, maybe within the year, he comes in and he says, I want out. And I was like, fuck, okay. I, first of all, my, my, I'm 11 years older than him, so first my older brother slash father and six come in, I'm like, I got you. Then I'm like, then I settled down from that, and I was like, yo, like, we need to talk about this. Yeah. At, at this point, he says he wants out. How big is the company? Pretty big. I mean, it's, bottom line is, I had to buy my brother out for real money, Mm-hmm. Then we started a company called Vayner Sports. This is, but you have to hear the most important part of, uh, of this story. Yes, I have to buy him out, and yes, I was a big impact on how much we were doing overall. And were we 50-50? We were not. And I feel comfortable if AJ sat here, he would say Gary did more and was a bigger impact. But then we started Vayner Sports, and to my brother's credit, Jeez. he's working 100% on this. I'm impacting it and recruiting and different things like this. But this is what we're doing, and. Mm-hmm. Look at our guys. Uh, this, by the way, weird moment, sidetrack. In the time of this filming, the Jets, which are my entire life, I love the New York Jets more than anything, <laughs> are playing the Falcons this weekend, and it's the first time my team is playing one of my quarterbacks, and I'm very weird about it. Is it still a huge goal of yours to own the Jets? Yes, sir. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'll finish this to move on to the next part. We start this company. My brother's going to be on full time, and I think if I remember at the beginning, I got 85% of the company. He got 15 because we were gonna work on trying to make it fair. 
And but he's putting in more sweat equity. Yeah. And what? So how, what are you bringing to the table at eighty five, and he's at fifteen? Making up for what happened on VaynerMedia. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now I'm also me. I fucking recruited most of the, like I'm a beast and I'm right, me. Right, right. That's what you're bringing <laughs> to the table. But but even <laughs> but to my brother's credit, I want to give him his flowers. Even if I never spent a minute on this company, I would own eighty five percent of it. Mm-hmm. Because that was him holding his bargain of his word at 22 that we would see what would happen at VaynerMedia and we would always adjust. And we're, we're but how was that now. conversation talking about splitting shares at the time? For this one? Yeah. Easy because me and my brother got lucky and I want everybody to hear it again. If you feel like you have a family member who if you set out to, like we'll always try <laughs> for each other, that leaves a lot of room for you never talking to that person again. Well, my, my people always ask me like, uh, you know, I have a thing with a business partner and uh, what I say is like, if, if somebody asks me if they want to go into business with a friend or whatever, I say, if you're going to do that because you have to, make sure your operating agreement is so explicit that yeah, it, everything, there's a step for anything that can fuck up. Because like, what do you do if, you know, he you're doing, goes you're, on drugs? You're and, doing, yeah, you got to assume the absolute worst yeah. and address it. By the way, it. Every, you two just crushed the shit out of that last That's why you, you're both, not the bad guy. Both are unbelievably right. And comma, so we don't live in fantasy land. And it's still gonna be gnarly, no matter what. You could have the perfect plan in place with everything yeah. covered. You could assume the worst. And I promise you, nine years later, when there's real money involved, yeah. and it's not even the money, it's the feelings. I fucking worked every Friday night. Slept in my and car. Da, 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 da. Like, like I'm, I'm even getting the goosebumps. I always get these when I know we're talking about something important. Yeah. Like, just assume. And then, you, and then to your point, here we go. We spieled it out for the last seven minutes. You decide, it's on you. Has it, it worked for some? Yes. Does it not work out for most? Yes. And you're not the bad guy. The piece of paper is the bad guy. But you know this. Even with that, shit changes a decade later. Like, please, dude, you don't understand. I just had a bad couple. I went to rehab. Dude, I'll I'll make up for it. It's like, dude, you fucking signed this. And there's shit you don't think about. When you both started out as brothers, cousins, whatever, you weren't in relationships. Now you get married. One of the wives has a point of view on some shit. And, And by the way, even if it's not that gnarly, what if it's not even weird, like the wife has a point of view? Two sisters start a company, the husbands get involved, and they're both beautiful, perfect marriages, and and it's all good feelings, but one of the sides of the marriages just want a different level of work-life balance with their two kids than the other side yeah. and have different goals and ambitions. It's all good, but what do you do? Now you're 50-50 and one person's saying, I wanna work nine to five, four <laughs> days a week so because I wanna be with my kids, and the other side's like, whoa, we're about to explode. I wanna double down. Now it's, now what? Yeah. Now, are you? Do you have the wild, shock, Do you have a shotgun clause, and you can buy out the original? Like, there's this is shit. It's complicated, but let me say this: as someone who's spent his whole life working with his father and his brother, it's the fucking best when it's right. Yeah, but, but okay. So here's the question. No, no, go ahead. I, I, you, I, I see well, it. I want to say, can can you be clear <laughs> yes. to the, to the audience members or whoever you're speaking to? Like, don't do a handshake deal. Always yeah. put it in writing, right? If you do a handshake deal, which I've done those things too it will almost always end up with anxiety at the end. Almost always. Yeah. So yes, I think you're giving people very good advice. If you make a very detailed contract, you always have something protecting the relationship. The paper, the contract yeah. can be can take some of the energy. What's well, interesting? I'm saying this. Me and Steve have handshake deals, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, if you're going to <laughs> you like, because you, you guys have confidence. <laughs> but but, in each but, other. but yeah. it's, it's it, this is a different like like. No, but notice we understand this. each other no, very well. No, but I'm gonna say it again. You just sat here and said you understand each other differently. I just sat here and said me and my brother understand. This is what I'm saying. There's no one size fits all. Are there? A billion relationships that got totally fucked because of business? For sure. Yes. Are there tens of thousands 
that work beautifully because they understand each other? Yes. You just have to be accountable what you are walking into and have mm -hmm. your eyes wide open. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, okay, so the, the question that, that's burning on the tip of my tongue is uh, who surfaced the number 85 and 15? So... On the record, it's, it's, some, it's, it's <laughs> good news. It's somewhere in that range. By the way, it might have been 80, 20. I don't recall. This it is seven, eight years old. Who surfaced it? I believe it went down. I'm not remembering because obviously it went so well and easy. It's not something I remember so vividly. I believe my brother said, hey, of course we're going to whack this up in a different way based on what's been going on with VaynerMedia because that's what we talked about. And I think uh, if it happened right this second, here's what would have happened. And I think this is how it went down. And I would have said, cool, why don't you come to me with what works for yeah. you? Mm. And then I, and then that's what I remember happening. Here, here's here's my uh, what my gut tells me. Please. When you're negotiating with somebody and, and you need to, to arrive at a, yeah, a, a, a split, um, it's always gonna be better for you to to tell the person to suggest what they're yeah. thinking. And be less about the number landing. For me, I've learned, even when we did Vayner Sports, which was seven or eight years ago, I've learned that money isn't my driver because I'm capable of making it and because I like the game more than the trophies. So it's always works for me that way because I'm less likely to be upset about five or 10% less than I think I was worth but I don't want the other person to feel that way because they may get fucked up because for a lot of people, they don't have the same mindset as I do. Hmm. And again, here's me giving advice that I don't take myself because I'm always, like, I'll give you this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He likes to give out percentages before he sees P&L statements. <laughs> because he's, I get it, bro. It's I, Honestly, bro, I'm not a great negotiator by any stretch. I'm about vibes and people and stuff like that. I'm a good businessman. I'm not like whatever, but I get it. I but do you have it. a shark on your team that does that for you? No, but I have Mark Yudkin, who's my guy. He's my lawyer. He's my COO. He's like my conciliator. He definitely like provides a level of, even my brother represents that for me a lot. They're definitely more straight and like try to keep it in pocket. The problem is everybody knows like push comes to shove. I won't listen to anybody. Hmm. Meaning like they tr there's been plenty of times where I'm like, da -da -da, and they're like, dude. And I'm like, and I'm like, da -da -da, and they're like, dude. And I'm like, da -da -da, and they're like, dude. And I'm like, da -da -da. Like, you know what I mean? like, like now there's also plenty of times where I'm like, did it. And they're like, dude, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Fuck. I got it. You know, like, so that's how it works. Yeah. I like, well, we do that with Steve a lot, but when he's so dead set on that, I honestly just like, dude, well you have the vision fucking, we and got that's you. It. And that's it. And that's it. And, I, and like, this is great. I'm so pumped that a lot of people are listening to this right now. Cause this is going on a lot right now with a lot of people who are listening. They've got their crew. They're trying to figure out these dynamics and look, I'm sure you guys will say this and I'll say it. There's no right way. There's some great principles. We've talked a lot about them for the mm -hmm. last 10 minutes. But like, honestly, let me give you the last point on this, unless you guys want to keep talking about it. Just try like fucking hell to remember you love the other person. Like your boy, your parent. Like yeah. the, if somebody, if my dad was here and you asked him, why did you and Gary work out even though there was potential for it not to work out, family businesses are hard. And he would say, because we just loved each other just a little bit more than our feelings towards every issue. And mm -hmm. that was right. We loved each other just a couple percentage points more than what was pissing us the fuck off. First one to love wins. 100%. Love you for that. That's yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. And uh, when you're 90, none of this shit's gonna fucking matter. When the person that you're mad at right now is on their deathbed, right? 
It's yeah. real, man. Like, you're all mad. Actually, you know what would be epic? By the way, if anyone, because this podcast does what I'm about <laughs> to say, please email me. It's Gary at, at VaynerSports.com. It'll be easy to remember that one. Could you imagine if somebody calls somebody right now that they haven't talked to for seven years because of a bad business breakup, like a brother or sister-in-law or mom, mm-hmm. and reconcile the relationship? How cool is that that we did that? Sure. Yeah. Um, Steve was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, do that. I, I think that's great, but but I'm just I'm just very very fixated on something that you just said. Um, that nobody's gonna, none of this is gonna matter when you're 90 years Go old. Ahead. And then for me, and I know this is important to Scott as well, that come when you're 90 and and it doesn't matter, but then you die in your life review. You experience all of the uh, feelings that you cause other people in every yeah. circumstance. Have you ever heard of that? Like uh, we, mm-hmm. we're we're big into these YouTube videos that um, like near death experiences. Where people, mm. people recount their experiences having died and come back to life. And they, they, they type in life in. review, Isaac. And what do they say? They uh, so they they go through the, when yeah. they you know when they die they yep. go through the tunnel they meet their guide or whatever. Yeah. And uh, this is right here that. Uh, yep. Near-death experiencers undergo a life review in which the meaning of their life is presented to them, but also how their life affected other people, as well as an awareness of the thoughts and feelings of those people. You experience I mean, your whole life as honestly, people. Honestly, I have literally, my whole life up into this nanosecond, wanted to live forever. I'm so looking forward to going through that. That'd be interesting. When I tell you, when I die and go through it, and they review all the shit that you just showed me, I'm gonna be smiling like a motherfucker. I have so much more goodwill towards random human beings, human beings in general, than anybody I've ever met. And I say this, because that's an outlandish statement, (laughs) as a compliment to my parents, predominantly my mother, what did I do? They made me. I am stunned on a daily basis how lucky I am of how nice I feel towards every human of all shapes, sizes, and angles, especially in the world we live in now where everyone's just trying to at all cost around anything. It, we ran out of shit to be mad at each other for, religion, race, gender. Now we're on generations. Mm-hmm. Now we're teaching humans, okay, hey everyone, if you're in Gen Z, you have to hate boomers, and hey millennials, mm-hmm. you have to hate, like, I'm like watching all this shit and I'm like, motherfucker. So anyway, seeing this for the first time, I'm pretty fired up. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to grab some popcorn, have God show me my shit, you and said, I think I'm going to crush it. You once said something that really uh, struck a chord with me was, uh, I want to be remembered for giving more than what I took. I took. When and I tell that- you, I it, uh, similar to what we're saying here, and maybe you've heard this as well, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, haven't sa- I used to say it all the time. I haven't said it recently. I literally, literally live my life based on how many people are going to show up to my funeral. I believe most people do not show up to funerals unless it's really, really, really that person. Like I think back to my life and watching like funerals and being like, I cannot believe X wasn't like, you know, like obviously like to compel someone to go to your their funeral, you had to have a real impact. Yeah. Like actually. And like, look, I've, I'm very fortunate at 48. I've been to, I've been, unfortunately, I've been to a lot of funerals in the business world and boy, I've, I remember when I was 19, I went to this one funeral and there was like nine people there. And I was like, makes sense. He just was not nice. <laughs> you see laughing? Like, <laughs> it was like, honestly though, it was very real to me. I was like, this guy was profoundly successful in the business, the liquor business that I was a part of, but he was just genuinely not kind. And like, and I saw it all manifested right there and I'm like, mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna do the reverse of this shit. Yeah. yeah. And, I'm gonna, like, and I was such a motherfucker, I'm like, and I'm gonna build a much bigger business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, with with the, the, this life review thing, yeah. it's, it's, the, the saying is, you see your life flash before your eyes. Yes. You know, everybody's heard mm-hmm. that. Yes. And it's like, like, like all of these people who have had near-death experiences are, are, are describing the same thing. And what's crazy about it, like to make you even more excited and maybe the rest of us less excited is that <laughs> is that the, the the construct of time is something that like only really applies in this physical realm but like on the other side the way they describe it it's just like there's just there, there's not uh, uh, it's not in the confines of time. Well, they're so, like they're... so the detail like you can feel like like from like the perspective of a mosquito that's off like 300 yards over there like the the detail like the 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 detail of the experience and without any uh constraint of time is like so like beyond our comprehension can you please stop talking because i literally like am getting too excited and i still got a ton of shit he wants to, to do die. That. <laughs> right? and and i i i feel very strongly that i've done more good than bad but man, do I Can have I say a lot something that I think you'll enjoy? I think you'll yeah. enjoy this because I think about this as well. And now you just said it and triggered something. I am so excited to give you this, these flowers that I'm about to give you. We're all living life. You're a public figure I'm in the business world, moving and shaking. 20 times in the last 20 years, I am so excited to tell you I love the way people talk about you that actually know you. Well, cool, mm. man. Thank you. Well, yeah, you do good business. For, yeah. for, for the most and like, part. And, like, and it's funny, it's sometimes not even like, I'm very talkative and extroverted and talk to a lot of people. Even one I remember is like how you treated someone at a restaurant. Okay. They told me. Yeah. They, they were actually paying me a compliment comparing me to you the way you also treated them nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah that's so sick. definitely business. Yeah. Like he was great on the shoot <clears throat> or this and that. But like, people are watching. We're mm-hmm. affecting people. And not just people that are known, all of us, every human. Like if you're a human walking by and another human that doesn't have any followers or money, they're not nice, you feel that. It's really funny, I'm like, I do this a lot, it's my natural state, I've been doing it since I was eight. I really enjoy smiling at people. Like, it's really interesting, man. Like no bullshit, no like ha 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 or whatever, just like real talk, like, just like seeing somebody at Dunkin' Donuts getting coffee and they're in front of your line, you just look at them and you're like, like a little, I like to do a little hand wave. Yeah, the, well, and like, the, people really like it. Well, there's some funny reactions where if you smile at somebody, then they look away and they, they smile. Oh, you yeah, ever yeah, notice yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, like, they, yeah. They're like weirded out, but they look away and they realize and then they smile as they're looking away. It's just, it's really sad. Like, I feel like civility and loving your neighbor, like some of the shit that was actually really, I, I've been thinking about this a lot the last month. Oh, shit. This, this is how I think about stuff. Oh, shit. We've put youth on a pedestal. Youth. These kids know technology, Gen Z has a say, they're gonna be better than us, everyone's doing fucking ozempic and and plastic surgery trying to look younger, all this shit. They have a high sex drive. Right, (laughs) we like that part. Um, And we've really started to disrespect our elders. Well, right. They don't get it, they fucked up the world for us, they don't know how to use technology, and for all these years it was the reverse. Right. Right, respect your elders. I saw something that fucked me up the other day. These three kids, good dudes, they weren't trying to do, they weren't like hooligans, but they were just sitting on the at the airport on these three chairs and this 80 year old lady like clearly was looking for a phone. I was on the phone having a business call but I was watching it 
And I was like, dude, how the fuck is nobody getting up for this lady? And like that would have never happened in 1954. Every fucking person would have yeah. got up. Yeah. I've done that. And the other thing too is that old people serve as a reminder of our mortality. Mm. And we don't want to think about our mortality. I think so. there's some validity to that. Yeah. I just think we underestimate wisdom. Sure. I just think we do. Okay, how about this? Please. Um, the... Uh, the the idea of having children, yes. you know, back in the in the beginning of the country and and and, and, and to old, work on the farm in times, mm-hmm. yeah, we needed like, them workers. It, yeah, you needed yes. workers, and you wanted to have more children so that when you're in your like end of your life, you would have these children to care for you. Yes. It was the yeah, idea you were right. setting yourself up with caregivers. That's right. And somewhere along the line, I'm gonna guess it was somewhere between the boomers and, and the Gen Xers. Yep. That, uh, that 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 shifted to where children uh, no, were no longer uh, future caregivers. They they children became really expensive pets. <laughs> and, and, what? and that's all it is. The kid is like you have, a, you have children now. You've got really expensive pets yes. that you have to take care of at, fully into their adulthood. Like I saw, I saw a statistic. Um, in 1940, um, like over uh, over 90 percent of every kid um, would uh, be more successful than their than, than their parents. Yep. Then in 1980, that became a 50-50 coin flip. 1980, it became a 50-50 coin flip. Wow. So what is it now? What percentage do you think of Gen Zers? Have fifteen. I think uh, it's a general chat area. Ooh, yep. we're gonna find out what more success do better than their parents. You know, um, oh. wait, Gen Z most likely to say they're doing better than their parents. <laughs> okay, that doesn't tell us anything. Well, yeah, where were you? Um, did you have a stat in mind that you were gonna say? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I only know. I only all I saw was nineteen forty. Well, I, I think I, what you're saying is like because most Gen Zers are like. Dude, I can't even afford a fucking house now. Well, right. I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, I got a vasectomy because, uh, you know, multiple reasons. But you were very, curious? Very major uh, influence on me getting vasectomy was what I considered to be just dwindling opportunity. Like, they, they, they hear people say the American dream, uh, you know, isn't what it used to be. Yeah, you know, like, I'm, a, I'm more optimistic than that. I, by the way, I understand all of that. And there's plenty of validity to have that conversation. I think there's a couple problems. First, I think it's hypocrisy. Let me explain. You have all these Gen Z kids saying like, fuck my parents, they fucked up shit and they're 24 and they're on the payroll. Right, like, like so first, it's really say, hard to say, well I can't do it or this sucks and you're not changing the narrative for yourself, meaning our lack of patience of eating shit for a period of time to get to where we want to get to is gone. 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 The reason so many people were able to make it was you thought that it would take 15 years for you to make it. Mm-hmm. Now you tell someone who's 21 <clears throat> it's gonna take 15 days to make it. Yeah, no way. And they're like, nah man, I ain't got that time. <laughs> I'm like, bro, yeah. all you got is time. <laughs> now, couple things, one, I'm generalizing. I've met an ungodly amount of 18 to 22 year olds who are on fire, who want to fucking do it, plenty of that. But it has become, because some people, popular culture is fucked up people. Because Mark Zuckerberg 
could in seven years, because of the internet, get to a trilly. Everyone's like, yo, you know, the top 1% in America, the richest country in the world, the top 1% makes 650,000 a year. A lot of money. But every kid that's 19 is like, if, if you tell them, well, you're only gonna make a million a year, they're like, damn, I suck. They think it's like so easy, right. it's impossible. YouTube influencer money. That's right, and so every, everyone's confused. So a couple things. I get that. I understand why that's happening. Separation of wealth is an issue. It's all Roman Empire shit. Yeah, but here's my thing. As a human, don't be discouraged. Meaning, okay, the American dream. Listen, I love America. I immigrated here from the Soviet Union. I fucking love this place. But really, as a human, it's all about accountability. If someone, if I was 19 and somebody told me, bro, 10 years from now, it's a wrap. Nothing can happen here. My next question would be like, where does it happen? Mm -hmm. And if they were like, Australia, I'd be like, Let's fucking go. <laughs> like, like to me, it's like, okay, like, honestly, though, it's like, I, there's always an option. Like, I, I'm so pumped next year's an election year, mainly because everyone's gonna be on angst and all my buddies and friends and acquaintances and business associates are all gonna say the same dumb shit. If X or Y, whichever one of the two, wins, I'm leaving. Right, I've been well, hearing this for 20 years. Mm-hmm. There's not a motherfucker that moved to Canada. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Their website crashed the night of the election, and then nobody ever moved. Ever. Do you uh, do you want to be in the frying pan or the fire this time around? <laughs> I, neither. 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 The, the ice box. Well, eating, I think eating some. I think twenty twenty four is going to be a good year because I think the Fed's going to start dropping the rate because yep. it's an election year. Bitcoin having. Yep. I think the crypto markets are yep. going to start popping off. So yep. then the real estate. Where you at with the real estate market, if they're going to be dropping the rates, do you yeah, think, I mean, though, that you, there's going to be more inventory? I don't, or? One thing I like is I speak with a ton of conviction of what I know, and I tread lightly where I don't know. Don't know real estate. I watch it. I'm yeah. a human being. I like business. I like pop culture. It's all part of it. But no, I don't have the expertise. I think what I do have is I'm good at history. And of course, to your point, if interest rates start coming down, shit starts to happen. Of course, people aren't going to buy shit when money's got an 8% VIG on it. Yeah. And it did it. Like, like this is very historical. Um, there's also trend changing, meaning shit's changing. Like, where people want to live, how people want to live. Now it's Zoom life. Like, it's like when some kid the other day said, Gar, I'm just going to live around the world and do all my meetings and I'm like I get it and they can and they can I'm like van I get life. it I'm like yeah you yeah. like van life yeah, yeah bro like I'm like I get it like 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 to me everything's like why not like everyone wants to look at yesterday without understanding where tomorrow's going like why can't you be a kid and by the way once you make that shift the places you can live if you love the outdoors and you're a little bit more rural and stuff like that like some of the shit, like sometimes I get weird and just Google shit. I'm like 900 acres and weird in like weird. Do it right now. 900 acres in Pennsylvania. Like watch yeah. this, right? You ever do it's this? Zillow porn. Yeah, it's like it's like just click anything. Like I don't know. There you go. The first one. I don't give a fuck. Pay the fucking ad fee. Lamb.com. <laughs> um, like some of this shit. Play. Figure it out. I believe you. You've been very good at navigating this. He's a he's a Gen Zer. <laughs> Look at this. This shit's crazy to me. Here we go. 845 acres. Look at this. 808, now that's 11, do, do me what I'm looking oh, for. Andy, Andy, Find Andy me like a, three acres for like $4. Go like sh- least price. Wyoming. 800 acres for a million two. That's like 800 yeah. soccer fields. That's crazy. Isn't this cr- like, that's crazy? I look at this stuff, so I think about stuff, somebody who loves the woods. 
Actually, let's just use this 878 acres in Alabama. You got it right there, bottom left, third, fourth one down, if you don't mind, with the river. Yeah. Not that one. Go down, left, down, down. That right there, that's pretty, the creek. Let's just look at this for a second. Look, $3.5 million is a ton of money. Let's put things into perspective. Comma, 878 acres. So if you're someone who genuinely loves that life and you needed, and you wanted to live in New York City and work in New York City and to get this kind of thing, you had to go to the Hamptons where it cost $8 million for a half an acre yeah. or you could just chill in fucking Odeville, Alabama, where the fuck this is, <laughs> and have 878 and hunt every day, work, live off the fucking food in the land and the whole that shit. And like, but you could go on Zoom all day from your fucking, and that goes for San Diego, and that goes for some tropical place that yeah. we could probably Google now. Like the world's changing, and I love that. And so I'm not, like honestly, I'm not worried about my mom made more money than me or the American dream's done. Here's the punchline. The American dream has been going on for 100 years and there's been unlimited fuckers who've been losing. More than 100 years. That's 250. <laughs> but, like, but branded, branded as the American okay. dream. Branded. All right. And during that time, Steve-O, unlimited dudes and gals were losing. Mm -hmm. The American dream was opportunity. Now it's going away. There will be unlimited opportunity for people in America and everywhere else. The question becomes, what are you gonna do about it? Because I promise you, if you stand all day and Google and go through your feed and completely believe that your generation can't have it as good as your parents' generation, well then it's a wrap and it's already over. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> I, I, I like that a lot, man. Let me, it's uh, real. Let me, let me ask you, you this. You find what you're looking for. You wanna say the world's all fucked up? I can show you 900 things right now on the internet and you're right. You wanna say the world's awesome? I can show you 900 things and tell you. The problem is 95% are in that first part right now. Is that victim mentality? 100%. It's all perception. It's easier, <clears throat> it's easier to be a victim than you have to do shit about it. What feels good to... Point. People love a good fucking point. Yeah. Um, he's getting too super into it. When, yeah, look at him. He's all, he <laughs> he's just forgot he was something. on the van. <laughs> yeah, let me let me ask you this because I know a lot. Uh, I, I think a lot of people are always learning. You know, how, how did you how did you know this? Uh, mm -hmm. My my biggest question in my twenties were like, dude, these fucking millionaire. Like, how did they how do they how know they this? Know? And and I started you know reading. Tony Robbins books yep. or, or Rich Dad Poor Dad yep. and then I started to say well how did they know that and then I kept tracing it back to well they all got their information from Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich and that's my favorite book and it's, awesome. it's, it's the best-selling self-help book of all time love it do you have a, a book no that's not how I, I don't I've learned that I don't have I have real uh, reading comprehension issues yeah, yeah. Mm, I was an 80s same. kid so I didn't get diagnosed but I don't read books what what I've learned from is the market. But ha but I'll explain. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so where you were going? No, no, yeah. I can't explain to you why, at six or seven, when it snowed in Jersey and everybody started building a snowman and sledding, that I wanted to get a shovel, and ring doorbells and be like, "Can I shovel your driveway for five bucks?" Nobody taught you that. Nobody taught me that. My dad, my mom was an 80s mom, just go outside and play, it was very cool, it was awesome. Yeah. And my dad was never around, worked, which I respect the shit, I'm saying that in a good way, like he was building our family's life. It was just naturally in my DNA. I was at, like, I was actually genuinely, I think, truly entrepreneurial, it was just my makeup. But what taught me all, what I learned was the doorbell ringing. 
was the baseball card shows, was stocking the shelves at my dad's store. I'm inherently curious and I pay attention. So even as young as like 12 doing baseball card shows, when, when someone's like, how much is that? And I was like, oh, this is Cal Ripken Jr. is 20 bucks. And they'd be like, oh, nah, nah. I would always analyze what went down. When I would ring doorbells as a kid, mm-hmm. no. I remember not just being like scared. Most people are scared to get the no, which is why I don't do it. I wasn't even, not only not scared, I was always like fascinated by like, what did I say? How did I say? I was very introspective. So I think a lot of mine was natural and then what I was learning was learning on the job as you hear people talk about anything in life. Mm-hmm. So I'm a better learner living it <clears throat> than I am reading it mm-hmm. and I think a lot of things came natural which is why I actually think my platform has played out the way it is. I think when I hit the scene a decade ago and I was like, okay, now let me give the game to the kids. I was saying it's so different and saying different shit because I think I did it a different way. And so like I'm very grateful for being, a, like I feel a, like I feel I can, I can step out of my own self and be like, oh, okay, Gary, you, you were pretty, you were original enough that, yeah. it, that it brought, but it was based on, I'm sure if I read those books, I'd be like, oh shit, yeah, they knew. Like I never think, right, I, right. Do, I don't think anything I do is new. I'm sure it's, and I promise you long before Napoleon Hill, like somebody like well yeah because his, his whole thing was he he hung around with like the billionaires of like the 1900s and he studied their thing and he I wrote it into it. a principle i love it but the like the billionaires knew and he yeah, did, but and, like and, and they and, learned, exactly but i think and there's so, universal truths to like i do too hustle hustle yeah. muscle and and hustle muscle is you know and now we've like made canceled i mean that was such a pain in the ass what that's canceled yeah like somebody hustle muscle hustle it's like uh, a bad, like, that why? Means, because people turned it into burnout. And that, like, <laughs> you, like re, and honestly, and I get it, by the way, nobody wants, I like how trains popped up for Hustle Muscle. Um, uh, yeah, well, dude, look at this kid that. The, the universal truths of work ethic are real. It, well, they're, they come from somewhere. Networking, networking is in. real. Like, people fucking make shit happen. Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, I think a big one that is not, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, you, I, I like that you know some of this stuff well. I think humility is a big one. Of course. I think humility is, like, it's not like what dudes want to talk about enough. I think humility is a fucking superpower. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't get high on your own supply, it's just enjoyable. People will, because you reach a certain level and so many people are insecure, they start talking shit about people because they got somewhere and it fucks you up. Like I think genuine humility is a beast of a builder. Like I think, I think uh, of a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I'm I never want to bust tables again. I, I love that, and I love. Um, I think you it's you less said- of being scared of going there. It's more of like, you no. Know, look, we've been fortunate, the three of us, right? Sure. We've worked for that. I don't think like I got lucky. Like, of course, you get lucky that you didn't die or you were born at all. Like, you could. I don't like when people weaponize luck so that they don't have to do shit. No. But of course we're fortunate, but we've worked hard and we're here, right? But the reality is is that once you get there, how you act is like incredibly fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you guys know. You guys have been around. Like watching I I hate that people don't understand that money and fame they don't change you. They, they expose you. They uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I couldn't agree more. It um uh, it, it um Emphasizes it, uh, it exaggerates it, uh, magnifies, it magnifies yeah. your, yeah. your traits. It exposes you, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm telling you, it just does. I've just met too many people. I've been around too long now. It's too obvious. If you were a great dude before it happened, 
and you get money, you become a really great dude. If you were miserably hurting inside and the way you got successful, there's only two ways to get successful. Deep, deep conviction, gratitude, like happiness, or the reverse. Deep anxiety and negative, like I'm gonna show you, mm -hmm. fuck everyone. Like, they are superpowers. Ooh. I definitely. It's Star Wars. It's like the dark side and the Jedis are super close and the Jedis are just gonna win by just a little bit. Like plenty of people make money because of darkness. It's just hard to sustain it once you're there. Yeah, I remember in my 20s, I would go to I would go to bed every night. <laughs> See, you like that. Well, I, I do because um, when, uh, when I was dropping out of the University of Miami in 1993, I had been dumped by this girl. She said she was looking into her future. She couldn't see me in it. She wanted to be successful in life. She wanted to have stuff. She thought I was going to be a loser. Like, it, it, it really, really, I really like, understand where she was coming from. <laughs> like, well, there was no precedent for what I was trying to do. You're talking about you're going to become a crazy, famous stuntman with a video camera. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I, like, I really uh, do. Like, I mean it. This goes I, back to how the world works, but go ahead. I don't, I don't, this is, I don't, I don't yeah. get it. Like, I just, I can't, you know. Like, and were you in love? And, and, uh, I mean. You had a big crush on her. It, I, she, she had been my girlfriend. Four? And, and, I mean, I don't know, like. A weekend? Year. Oh, a year, whoa. Not, okay. yeah, in, that, in that time of your life, the year is like everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a, a whole semester, and then we were apart for the summer. <laughs> like, uh, Don't downplay then, it. To fans, he was super in love. You could see it. Yeah, you was, was, was It was his first love. Yeah. And, was it your and first she was great in bed. Yeah. Right, and and so and and nothing, what's her and, name? And, and her name is Tracy. And there's what's her last name? I'm kidding. There's nothing wrong. I'm not. No, Tracy was right. Tracy was right. She wanted better for herself, and and she had to have a boundary. And and I mean, I was blowing it. I was blowing it. I, I wasn't going to class. I was drunk all the time. I failed out. I got kicked out. She couldn't have been more right. But it hurt so much to be told that she thought I was just going to be a loser in life. That like when you. that when I when I proceeded on with the video camera and trying to do the stunts, every year, Tracy received. A VHS tape oh, of how badass, like my my the 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 filming that I did, like each year the the, the tape that I mailed to Tracy got more and more this is, bad. This is, this how is long were you this, doing that for? I, what started in, last week? Yeah, it started with me. Such a the bucket list. Her this tape. <laughs> the she just got the bucket list in the mail. Very V fan. It started like when uh, I mean she she dumped me in 1993. I certainly uh, was presenting footage to her. Like whenever I had the chance well into in the person, 2000s. like I uh, mailed a tape in 1996, 1997, the way I would think about it, I don't have that same gear, but when I do think about trying to have that gear or like what would I do in that gear, I wouldn't have gone, I would have gone the other way. I think the more gangster version is nothing and just know you're gonna get that outreach in 10 years. <laughs> that outreach, the long game. that right. long game, 
Like I've gotten some fun outreaches when I was starting to pop 10, 15 years ago and it was deliciously satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's okay to get like motivation yeah, out, yeah, of spite, of out of spite and look, like- sure. look, But I do think, I will say this brother, and I think it's fair, but I will say this because I really am fascinated by this subject matter. I tell everybody who's motivated by spite, try to tweak it because when it is your driver, when you get there, it's not like, like, like when I hear that, he's also a humorous dude. Like, For sure. Like to your point, I think the way you're saying, just make sure it's not 100% spite. Because it, when it's 100% spite, when it's that pure darkness, it gets dark when you get there. Totally. Yeah, I, I just mean by like, yeah. uh, like this one chick broke up with me and I was like, oh, I just want to get better looking and just like also for my health and like to look better on camera and yeah. on all that stuff. But it was like, just like, no, I want to show her that like what she's wow. missing and what Vin, she's am missing. Am I seeing your out. eyes right? Are your eyes that pretty? Yeah, they're pretty I was like listening to him talk and I was like, man, he's got some pretty fucking eyes. Dude, thank you, Gary. fall over head over heels. Dude, eyes are... And he's like, it's the eyes, dude. Bro, I'm telling you. Guys, I'm telling you, it's eyes. I'm so blown away that people have not figured this out. We need to do a lot. Like, all these people are trying to look good. I'm like, man, if they just realized that you should do a little contact lenses. Like, the eyes are the eyes are the game. That's what goes to the soul. Dude, I'm talented. Thank you, Gary. I'm I'm pretty far away right (laughs) now. It's not even. And they were just like, they were glowing from here. I was like, no, I think they're pretty. Thank you. That light eye, dark hair thing is real. Yeah. Yeah. Very Eastern European of you, Vinny. Yeah, thanks, Scott. I think that I think that there's so much merit, so much value in that. And and if I'm honest, I, I absolutely was like, I wanted to show show, show her. her. Yeah. I wanted to show everybody. Yeah. I wanted to show everybody. Yeah, and it's been sure. a huge help for me. Like in, in stand up, like, oh people don't want I'm gonna show them. I'm gonna yeah. show them. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, uh, that's for like me, a healthy spite. It is yeah. uh, and for me, what was interesting was back to some of the stuff we just talked on, brother. I've been curious the whole time. To me it's like how big can I make this? It's been a very like, almost like an en- curious engineer, I say in my head sometimes. I'm like, I like it because I'm, I really wanna make my parents proud. That, that I've realized is mm-hmm. a big one. That's a big driver for me. Making them proud, like real, like even now, like I can already start to like feel, getting a little, you know, like I, I love it. I, I'm so grateful. Thank God they got me. I was born literally in the least entrepreneurial place on earth. For all the kids that are listening, the USSR was like North Korea. Oh. You weren't allowed to leave. I was literally born in a country, a communist country, that you weren't allowed to leave. Like America passes some like weird, like like California and New York pass like some subtle law and they're like social, no, no. I grew up in real socialism. Yeah. Like, and so like I'm so grateful. So A, I know I'm driven that I wanna make them proud, which is awesome, but I am, I've become very curious on the merit, on the blue ocean thing. I'm a big thinker of like, a big believer, not thinker, big believer of like, to build the biggest building in town, there's two ways to do it. Either you just are capable of building it, mm-hmm. or you spend your time tearing it down everybody else's buildings. And I watch people and they really like number two. They wow. build a decent sized building and then they spend all their energy fucking tearing everybody else's down. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of on like, how, okay, 40 stories, 50 stories, mm-hmm. 70, you know, like I sit here, just turned 48, real talk guys, real talk. I know we're just getting to know each other. I'm like, I'm just starting. Yeah, sure. Like, of course I know I've done shit, but like I've got juice for these next 30, 40. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and not like, because I want, like, just cause why wouldn't I want to play? You I can't like see it. yourself retiring. No, I really can't. Ever. <clears throat> no, and, and only because whatever I would do instead of building companies is not as fun. 
the way someone loves golf or sailing or cooking. Like, I like, I like what I'm doing right now more than those things. Yeah. I don't want to go water skiing. Like, fuck your golf clubs. <laughs> like, like, this is more fun. I'll go garage sailing. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I don't want to not retire because I want to make more money or, like, whatever. Like, it's just I fun. Just, it's just fun. Purebred anything, purebred comic, purebred mother, purebred teacher, guidance counselor, sailor, plumber, like purebred yeah. is purebred. I'm a purebred entrepreneur. There's nothing more fun to me than doing stuff in business. It's super fun. And it's not about the money. Like, it's just not. Yeah. I'm we're, a purebred <laughs> attention whore. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting Steve into the affiliate marketing game. So I've been researching all that kind of shit. That's going to be an exciting next chapter. Make sure that the only thing in that game is make sure you believe in what you're selling. Sure. Yeah. That's the big one. That's where that gets <laughs> fucked up. You got, there's like, you got to really find it. Yeah. No, we, we've made a cool list of like things that he actually uses that, and stuff. So that, and they, yeah. by the way, you know, what's going to be huge is finally, it looks like I've been waiting for this. It finally looks we're in a precipice in America of, of live shopping. So in China for the last decade, all the, social, all the social networks, live shopping is a monster. Like you're going through and you're picking out actually nope, virtually. Nope, nope, Q QVC. Uh, like uh, video on, the, I mean, um, mm -hmm. on demand. Put a live shopping China uh, lady with handbags. There's something that went pretty viral recently. This is the most insane video I've seen. Let's see. Hmm. Take out China because it might have just so been what Asia. you're thinking. So you're saying like like QVC, but on your phone. I'm saying TikTok Live. <clears throat> I, I'm saying my man right here. Oh, like social media. Yeah, and TikTok's mm -hmm. already doing that. Didn't TikTok just start that? Yep. Um, yep. Amazon's doing it. Yeah. Everyone's gonna do it. I believe that Steve, as you go through your experimenting of affiliate, because I'm getting a sense of you got some chops. You're gonna be like, wait a minute, fuck yeah. affiliate links. Let's go live on TikTok for two hours a day and sell shit. Mm -hmm. All right, that'd be interesting. Hell yeah, dude! <clears throat> what, well, dude? Th this is this is epic, and and here we're like it's live. Put live shopping. It's less selling. It's live shopping on social. China, <laughs> China, <laughs> China. Yeah, and China. The Look, future of shopping is already happening. That's right. This whole phenomenon. This I think you would crush because you're actually entertaining, and you're actually talented, and so, <clears throat> and and. Like, by the way, I'll just do it right now. One of the ways I was gonna tell you to explode the living shit out of this is to set up a TikTok shop and go on TikTok for an hour a day and just fucking doing what you guys do best, you will be flabbergasted of what's gonna happen. Hmm. And flabbergasted, I have no idea what I just said, flabbergasted. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this, this phenomenon is coming and it's coming fast. But do you think, but do you think like with TikTok, yes. It becoming this live shopping thing, it's gonna kill the whole creative. Nope. Like posting. No. Nope. And I believe in the world of and. There's enough for Not everybody, or. Vinny. You know what I mean, Vinny? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. do I believe that the hours spent on? So, do I believe the hour someone's gonna watch Stebo and and you three selling this, joking around, trying different dishes, bringing on people with their products to like put it on? Does that hour come away from somebody scrolling in feed and maybe watching a 30 minute video of me or something else? Sure, but that's yeah. going on every yeah, day, every yeah, hour. Yeah. 
Right. I mean, yeah. it's it's either that or they're going to watch someone play a video game. Look at this. No, for Look sure. Look what's happening there where it's kind of been happening. This is coming to America and it's going to be fucking bananas. And you guys, I'm kind of pumped right now that we stumbled into this convo because I'm convinced in a year one of you is going to DM me or text me or chop it up and you'll be like, Holy shit, dude. Yeah. That's how big this is going to be. Now, how do you and know? especially like, for someone like you who can actually do shit. Some people suck dick on camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, how, okay, how They're do you- are not going to sell shit, Vinny. How are you so- You will, because <laughs> you're just going to zoom in on your because, eyes and people are going to be like, I'll take five. Because he recognizes patterns <laughs> okay, in That's what I was going to ask. Yes. Because, like, you, you predicted, like, Facebook yeah, buying Instagram. Yes. You predicted uh, the WhatsApp thing and He's then Joe me. Rogan. It's just all I'm all very patterns. good at this because I put in the work. I pay attention. I've been watching this shit since 2018. Yeah. Like I'm at, like like I don't know like it's what we do with our time. Nature follows yeah, patterns. Yeah, but how could how, how yes. could I, I, uh, I help me understand how could a pattern predict Facebook's going to buy Instagram? Mark Zuckerberg at, I'm trying to think what he did before he bought Instagram that tipped me off to it. Well, he has to. Yeah, but that's revisional history. Like at the time like it was just like you know, at the time what I knew was that Mark was looking at all things that had attention, not just Facebook. Did he tried to buy, maybe he tried to buy Twitter. I think that's it. I think Mark tried to buy Twitter. I just could see by his patterns that he got. The two entrepreneurs that I most pegged were Bezos and Zucks. Because they, I just understood what they were doing. Bezos was doing how I built my dad's store. Customer over everything. I cared about nothing. I cared about my employees only because I knew that would help me care about my customers mm -hmm. and I could give a shit about anything else. Profit margin, what me, whatever me and my dad made, I knew that if I was obsessed with, it's what I do now. Yeah. Like people, people make fun of me all, the, I'm writing a new book called Day Trading Attention. It's gonna come out <coughs> next year. Vinny, I swear to God, I'm putting out literally every secret. I'm, uh, this TikTok thing right now, like my friends make fun of me of doing shit like this. They're like, why are you telling them? It's back to the blue ocean. I'm like, cause I'm gonna get mine. Mm -hmm. And honestly, yeah, I like, gonna get it no matter I like what. that somebody's yeah. gonna email me in nine months. It's gonna say Steve-O podcast. I'm gonna click it and read it and be like, yo, never heard of you. Actually, I did see you. Actually, I thought you were a dick face before you were on Steve-O's podcast. Like I saw mm -hmm. you say something, I didn't like it. I listened, I liked it. It was a cool show. And then I heard a TikTok thing and I started selling my fucking skateboards on it. And like, oh my God, I have 600 yeah, yeah. Like, It's fucking awesome for me. But I love that feeling. people aren't motivated. So even if you give them an idea, they're not gonna use it. Not everyone. Not, but, but, but not, like, to your point, yeah, but he's on, but, but right. as long as one person, yeah, to me, it's yeah. like, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you so yeah. much, comma, you weren't until you were. I always was. Respect. <laughs> but, but I was trying to follow your story where you said that, like, you started to build more momentum. So maybe it was, yeah. Um, well, I always had the drive, and I always was like, I'll work I for see. free for the next 50 years. Well, look, to make it. This is but why, like, you, this is why you and I get along. Like, work, look, like, work ethic matters to your point. Everybody's trying to figure out a way to make work ethic not part of it. Yeah. It will always be part of it. My point is, well, then do something you love. When Steve O said this, and and Tracy, yeah, said you're not going to make it. I get it. Tracy didn't have the understanding that the genre of entertainment he was doing was about to pop. We grew up in an era where a lot of our friends were amazing at video games on Nintendo and Atari and in television and Sega Genesis. But none of us were like, hey bro, keep at it. You might be the fucking Tony Hawk of video games in 20. We didn't think that way. Yeah. Like that I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see that. Because I wasn't thinking that way. Today I see all those things. Like, so what happened was to his point, I'm very good at pattern recognition. I'm very good at popular culture history. You know, it's funny, I had dinner with Tommy Mottola the other night and he was telling me about his career. 
And I was like, oh, I see what he did. He knew what happened in the 50s and 60s. Frank Sinatra did a Christmas album. Let me tell Mariah Carey to do it. Because it makes sense. Christmas albums, you just keep playing. You keep playing them. You keep playing them. Right? Like this time of year. Like, and he just did, he did Celine Dion's residency at Vegas. Yeah, of course he did. That's what the fucking Rat Pack did in the 60s. Mm-hmm. He was good at rebooting shit. I'm good at rebooting shit. When I see Twitch I'm, or when I see social media, I'm like, yeah, that was MTV. When MTV first came out, it was like, fuck, what the fuck is cable? There's three channels. Mm-hmm. When HBO was fledging, MTV was fledging. You know, like MTV actually worked right out the gate. But what MTV was in the 80s and 90s is what TikTok is now. It's just the place where kids' attention is. Yeah. Everything like, is going to be player one ready. I can't wait. That's what it'll be like, right? I, I believe. Digital currency, yeah, people yeah, are going to be yeah, in their headsets. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think VR is real. It I has might, to be. Yeah, it's going to be 20 years, but it's real. Like if I, if I want to sit into a therapist's office, but she's in New York, I'm going to get on the VR and we're, have a therapy and session and I, and like this. I mean, that's the, pretty, you're pretty much already there with that. You just took the fucking words out of my mouth. Yeah. Perfect job. Good work. Yeah, but Because <laughs> they're gateways. Yeah. Zoom is the middle step to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could put on an Oculus right now, go to zoom.com. And, yeah, the and, only problem is one day the Oculus will look like this and you're just like, hello, and you're better, just reading AR. Better, like Even better. One day Oculus is going to look like this. Like, an, like yeah. a contact. Yeah. Like, I have you seen the movie Anon? I have not, but like I'm Clive I know, Owen. I know the punchline. I mean, you're walking down uh-huh. the street and it's just like a digital profile. Everybody sense. walks by. It's, AR it's, is amazing. Yeah. AR is fucking amazing. By the way, the new Ray-Ban meta Facebook thing. Oh, where you could just hit the... Uh, Dude, it's fucking yeah. fresh. The fact that they did that from one year to the next year mm-hmm. yeah, and you don't need earbuds, up. it's going to speed up. I love when people think that the moment they're living in is when technology stops. No, no, I'll go This for iPhone... It's gonna look like a fucking beeper in twenty years. For sure. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be the once Neuralink takes off, if it does, like that's gonna be a game changer. But I, it it would be weird to implant a chip into your brain. I would do it. <laughs> would you? <laughs> I, let me tell you when I would do it. I would do it. I'm a second wave guy. I wouldn't be the first first dude to do yeah. it because I'm like, what's up with the cancer? But if you give me a few minutes of it and I understood, I'm definitely not gonna be the holdout. Like I'm gonna, like why not? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, what do well, you think? Well, it's a of, chip in your brain. That's kind of weird well, concept. I get it, but like, people put shit in their heart, and that was a weird concept to people That's 70 true. years ago. Yeah. When people were like, yo, we can fix Everyone was dying of heart attacks back in the day. And then they were like, we're going to cut you open and put a fucking thing on your heart. I would have been like, fuck you. Yeah, at Amazon, when you could pay with your palm at first, I was like, fuck that. I now just I'm saw like, that for the first time yesterday. It. I'm just going to oh be like, I want everyone so, to know everything. I want everything to be frictionless. Blockchain. I was like, of course. Blockchain. Wait till deep fake videos come out. Do you understand that we just did a full pledge interview? And in four years, kids are going to fuck around and change the shit we said on this and it's going to look like we said it. Well, have you seen the on TikTok? They're taking... Aren't they already doing that? Yeah, they're doing I'm that with Rogan podcasts. Of course. Yeah, they're and like, they, hey, my dick got bigger. And it's like him, and he, but they're changing his voice to sell their product. That's right. So what happened is the last hundred years, video has been, I would argue video has been the judge and jury of our society. If you see it on video, it happened. JFK did get assassinated. Rodney King did get beat. Like the Yankees did, like video was the proof. We're about to go into the era of where you don't believe a single video. Over the next decade, (laughs) all the videos we're not gonna see. And then people are gonna understand why the blockchain matters. Because this episode, in a three years, you're not gonna post on YouTube first, you're gonna post on your blockchain address first. Your IO. That's right, to show that this was real, and then go up. And then when I find on the internet, I don't know if this doesn't exist yet from my knowledge base, they're gonna connect those two things. The blockchain's about to get uncomfortably, uncomfortably important. Cardano, baby. All the way to the moon. 
Um, Do you see what the that's the for what the what the blockchain does is nobody owns the service. Everyone everyone's like America, China, Russia. Everyone's like Facebook, TikTok, all control. Now good good news. There's something called the blockchain. Nobody controls the servers. That's the place of truth. And obviously the NFT craziness of two summers ago that happened just like internet stocks and. In the first wave, people got crazy because this new thing, things get overvalued because greed and ridiculousness takes over. It gets reconnected, corrected, excuse me, and then you start to build. The aftermath of the 2000 stock crash of all the internet companies was 99% of the hucksters went away and went back to banking and being a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And the 1% that actually gave a fuck built the Amazons and the PayPals and the Ebays and the shit that fucking actually mattered. Wait, he, wow. Here's the pattern of how I know blockchain is going to pop off is when you start seeing sign that says we are no longer a cashless uh, cash business. That's right. You're like, well, what is it? It's like, oh, well, they want you on your phone. Well, it's so funny. A buddy of mine was like really passionate like a year and a half ago when this convo was hot. He's going to get me at dinner. And he goes into, he would fucking, I felt like he did a lot, like a lot of homework. I was proud of him. Like some good points. Da, 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 da. He goes, eh, how could you trust it? Like, how do you know that's your cash? How can you trust it? You have to hold it. And I was like, I was like, what's in your pocket? And he's like, what? And he was, I, I like, so I got his wallet out. I go, that's a credit card. How do you trust that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you understand this is the same conversation that happened in 1960 when people were talking about credit cards are coming and all these, could you imagine dudes in the 60s, all those characters with real money, like, fuck you, it's all cash. Mm-hmm. I don't want people knowing my shit. Cash, cash, cash. I mean, there's still people like that today. <laughs> of course, but, but today, like, it's, I laugh when people are like, well, how do you know where your money is? I'm like, so where's so, your money right now? Yeah. Where the fuck's your money right now? Losing 7% under your mattress a year? Crazy. Yeah. Fuck it, T-bills now? Like, it's crazy. Like, it's a, it's. listen, all this shit's interesting. I, I, first of all, I just want to say, I mean, not that I'm wrapping it up, I still got time, but you I'm, enjoying, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying the shit out of this, but... Go yeah, I, I, I got to pee like crazy. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and we, we crush it. We've been doing it for a while. I know. We, we, we don't got an hour like, and a half. Oh, we yeah. fucking annihilate yeah. I think this yeah. is good. I, yeah, I think, I that's think a lot good. to ask of the audience. If you went coast to coast, I fucking love you. Dude, I say <laughs> that at the end of every episode. I say- It's our street like, team. To, to the street team. Well, we like, should uh, give away something on your website for the people that are listening to the very end. You want to do something? Um, oh, I like that. A little call to action. Give away something. Uh, you want to- I'll give some I shit. would like to- um, mm. How about how about I create a, a a special URL and and put the bucket list on there for free? Whoa! Like uh, just r- real quick, like you got to be the first people to this. You gonna do it for like, like a, a week? You know what? That's gonna give me a breach of contract. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, jump, I'll jump in. All right, go. I'll jump in. You guys create a URL. You can post produce this afterwards, but you get me the tw- the twenty five people that did it their name and address, and I'll just send them a ton of shit. We could do that, too. We could do that, yeah. Go go, go to the bottom of... Surprise boxes. Go to the bottom of stevo.com. Love it. And on the the customer support, just say, Gary V is going to send me some shit. In the and, title, and yeah, yeah, in your in title, the and then leave your 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 name and address, and the first twenty five people. First twenty five people. We'll send it over Gary. Understand that that if this has been up for more than two hours, the ship is yeah, the ship is sailed. Probably sailed. Yeah. You're probably number twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah what that's, that, that's great for creating incentive for people to get on it quicker, so that yeah, uh, everybody fun. wins. Yeah. It's just fun. Like, God, so fun. Just nice to do fun shit. Yeah. By the way, TikTok live. I'm telling you right now, okay. here's why. First of all, let me tell, let me, I'm just gonna add a little more value. Instagram Live, you go on, Instagram pings the people that follow you, they all come on, and then as I'm sure you know, it decreases over time. Yeah. 
right? Because everyone comes, they get pinged, yeah. and, and they decrease. Makes <clears throat> sense. Like an yeah. email, like fine. They see what's going on. Oh, okay, I've seen Yeah, and they I've hang been. for as long as they can, and they got to bounce, but because you had a full flood, and then it declines. TikTok goes the other way. TikTok, the longer you're on, the more they're sur- surfacing your live. Even non-followers, too, even right? Not, especially non-followers. Yeah. Mm. Instagram wow. doesn't even do that. Instagram doesn't do non-followers. No. So, right. so you go on for an hour. You guys do it. You got to, I mean, this is the last thing you guys have to worry about. Yeah, it's all going to be predicated on good ideas, fun ways to do it. You have unlimited ways. Everything from just wanting to do it by yourself for an hour and talk about it to like you producing cool ideas. I don't have any worry about that. But you do it a lot. Here's the best part also. Then you get to chop up little pieces from it where there's, TikTok will show you where the spikes were of interest. You clip it and you run those as TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube short ads Mm -hmm. to sell the stuff. So you're basically creating a production day to create good ads while you're selling shit on a TikTok live. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. You're basically, let me use it in old school terms. You're basically doing a QVC show that's randomly showing up to people who don't know who you are. And for that, you get to see the data that shows you what commercials you should make for your product on all the other platforms. That's great. Wow. That's great. Are you are you still on the same tip as uh, um, posting as much as you can all day, every day? Yeah, I think I think this, like push-ups. If you do 30 push-ups, you get 30 push-up results. Yeah. You do 100 push-ups, you get 100. Now, what people don't hear when I say it, back to things I say that maybe I need to do a better job breaking down, which is why I'm writing this book. Or, for sure. I need, or I'm hoping people can hear what I'm saying. When I say post 30 times a day, I'm also saying post on seven platforms. Yes. And I'm also saying tweak it slightly based on the platform. So, for example, I think y'all should post a lot more on LinkedIn. Mm. That doesn't seem native or natural. But meanwhile, LinkedIn is getting a ton of organic reach. And because most of it is business content, but people are in it all day long now, like Facebook, anything that's somewhat out of the ordinary does even better. And let's call a spade a spade. A lot of people on LinkedIn are in their 40s and 50s who are like real fans of you. Mm-hmm. It's like a good demo for you. Wow. So like, so, so, so all of a sudden, like, think about 30 now. 30 posts a day. All of a sudden, if you're just posting on Instagram and YouTube, that's like 30 a day, that's fucked up. But when you're posting on, are you guys posting on Snapchat Spotlight? There you go, I know. Trust me, I know, I'm watching everything. Snapchat's got unbelievable reach if you know what you're doing. YouTube Shorts versus just YouTube. LinkedIn is Now, a if piece. you say when you know what you're doing, like, are there different strategies for, like, different from Snapchat? Social media content strategy is the hardest marketing craft in the world. YouTube Shorts is where it's Vayner at. Vayner Media. Yeah, but that's super expensive and for big companies. That's why I'm trying to put out as much. That's why every five or ten, I wrote a book about ten years ago called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And to this day, I get ten emails a day, like head of marketing this, marketing that, entrepreneur, like that book. And I, got, I went like a huge rally of it a couple months ago, just randomly, just hearing from a lot of people of how much that book changed their life. And I was like, man, how are people, and then even new people, like I just read it, it's so great. I'm like, fuck, man, it's so outdated. <laughs> so I started writing a new book called Jab, 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 Left Hook. Oh, great. But then when I went through it, I realized this is much more complex. So it's, it's been renamed to day trading attention. Because that's what I do. I day trade attention. I'm giving you platform strategy right now, but I'm also paying attention to everything that's happening in pop culture. Why are people wearing corduroy hats? Why did Alex Earl pop on TikTok? Why did Liquid Death work? Who's the up and coming rapper? What food is working? Like shoes, sneakers, like why? Like I'm, like why did Vans cross over from skateboard West Coast kids to black kids in the urban world? Like why, 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 why? So I live in that, both on platform and on culture. Once you understand those things, you can dominate. Wow. Uh, 
Wow. All right. Let, let, let's dominate. That. Yeah. I love it, dude. Thank, Thank you, man. You. Thank you for having Hell me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That Thank was so much. That was rad. How'd you like that? Gary V. I mean, dude, guy's got energy. He's got charisma, man, and he's got energy. <laughs> I really like him, too. I thought that was great. I didn't know what I was getting into, and, and uh, I fell in love with him. And, you know, it's a long time ago. I fell in love with every single one of you, the beautiful people who stick around to the very end of the Wild Ride podcast. And let me also tell you guys that I see on Twitter and Instagram and stuff when, when you guys post your like end of year Spotify wrap up like my top podcasts and like it, it moves me. It, it just, it warms my heart so much because like I, I'm really, I get sensitive with like, like negative comments. If I see them, like they have so much power over me. And uh, when I see those Spotify things and, and I know you guys are out there, like that means everything to me. So an extra special thank you for being the street team. I love you guys, and happy holidays. Yeah, dude. <clears throat>